Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I promised in an earlier podcast, made earlier today, that I would be making a blueberry pie. As I mentioned in that one, I am making two pies today because tomorrow I'm seeing my family for the first time all together in a year and a half. Because of the pandemic, we haven't gotten together. So I'm making two pies for tomorrow. And while the strawberry rhubarb pie, which you will find now on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com, with pictures and ingredients and all that, or on your favorite podcast player, I have one person in the family who thinks they don't like rhubarb. And so I'm going to make this blueberry pie because blueberries are their favorite thing. Chocolate might come first, but I think it would be a hard contest. And because the rest of us like blueberries as well, and because there needs to be a lot of pie. There just does. So this is the second pie I'm making today with the strawberry rhubarb one already in the oven. We're now going to make the blueberry pie. And we have the same issue here that we did with the strawberry rhubarb, which is that there's a huge do ahead, which is that you need to go find Cindy's favorite pie crust. That podcast is available on your podcast player or on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com, and make that pie crust for a two-crust pie. I have decided to add a little almond extract. When I added the oil to the flour and salt, I added a half a teaspoon of almond extract to mine just to kind of experiment with it. I think this pie doesn't need something, but for me, it's an opportunity to throw in another flavor. So I kind of like doing that. So I added the almond. I stood for a long time debating between the almond and a little vanilla extract because that might work as well. Or you don't need to put anything in the pie crust. Just make a plain pie crust and it will be just fine. But you want to get your bottom pie crust in your pie plate. I don't know that we need a deep dish one for this, but I'm using a deep dish one. It's a nine inch pie plate with high edges. And then you want to have your top pie crust already rolled out but still between the parchment paper or the wax paper or whatever, staying soft and not drying out. You want to have it ready to go on the top. Here's your ingredient list for this blueberry pie. This filling is really different than your usual, which, uh, I mean, most blueberry pies are made the same way I made the strawberry rhubarb, which is you mix the uncooked fruit 
with some flour, a little tiny bit of flour and some sugar and some cinnamon or something. And you put it into the pie crust and then you dot it with butter and you put on your top pie crust and you bake it. This one is different. And there's a reason I like this one. There's a couple of reasons. First, because sometimes the blueberries have so much liquid in them that the filling won't solidify to the point where it's the right gooiness. You know what I mean by that? The right texture of juiciness. You don't want it to just pour out like juice, like from a bottle. You don't want that kind of juice. It's too thin and everything is too wet that way. So this corrects that problem. And the ways that I had tried to combat that overly juiciness problem in the past were to add a little extra cornstarch or add a little extra flour or whatever. And then you end up with something that might be just as runny. That was the word I was looking for. Or pasty, nasty, dry. It makes my tongue feel sticky just to try to describe it to you. This solves both of those problems. It's a different way to make this pie. And I wouldn't use it with any other pie, I don't think. Although, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, cherries do the same thing. I might do this with a cherry pie, but I haven't made a cherry pie in a really, really long time. Primarily because the same thing happens. It doesn't gel upright. That's the other word I was probably looking for. <laughs> okay, so here's your list of ingredients. You need two pints of blueberries. Fresh blueberries, frozen blueberries, doesn't matter which. That's about four cups. I am using some that I picked last summer that are of my favorite breed, which is called Ozark. And they're really big. They're sometimes almost as big as a quarter, certainly. No, that's that's exaggeration. Never mind. More like a nickel. Okay, they're probably as big as a nickel routinely. And they are so blue, blue tasting. I don't know how to describe it. They're just a really dense, intense blueberry flavor. And I love them. Despite the fact that blueberry is not my favorite fruit, I do love those. We picked a bunch last summer and came home and washed them and put them in a single layer on a cookie sheet and froze them. And then they become like little hard marbles and you throw them in a Ziploc bag and label what year you picked them and you throw that in your freezer. So I'm pulling some of those out to use, but any blueberries will do. If you want to go to your grocery store or your farmer's market, you can get frozen ones in a bag. Any of them will be fine. You're going to need four cups or two pints. You need three quarters of a cup of sugar, three tablespoons of cornstarch, three tablespoons of water, a teaspoon of lemon rind. So if you have a lemon around, you're going to want to zest that first. I am using something made by Penzies that is a dehydrated thing that I'm going to rehydrate. It's actual lemon rind. They just sucked all the water out of it. And I'm going to sort of let it suck its water back in. <laughs> just let it sit for a little while and uh, hope that that works because I don't have a lemon on hand. You need a half teaspoon of cinnamon, a quarter of a teaspoon of nutmeg, two tablespoons of butter. This recipe suggests unsalted butter. I think that's up to you. By the way, this recipe comes from Pastry is My Biz, and I was so glad to find it. So to the people at Pastry is My Biz, thank you for this. Well, you could have an egg if you want to put an egg wash on top of your pie. I'm not going to do that. It's just not what I do. 
I'm going to use some crystal sugar, and this mentions a pinch of salt for that egg wash and two tablespoons of sugar for the top of the pie. I'm sure I won't use that much because I use a large grain decorator sugar, sparkle sugar. And then, of course, you need both the top and the bottom of your pie crust. For equipment, what you will need is a two-quart or so saucepan because, yes, we're actually going to cook part of this filling first. And then you'll need a large bowl and, of course, a spoon to stir some things with. And that should be it. And then you want to preheat your oven to 400 degrees. You want it hot when you put the pie in the oven. And then we're going to immediately, the minute that we put the pie in, we're going to turn the heat down to 375. But we'll talk about that more when we get there. All right. We're ready to go now. In your saucepan, you want to put three quarters of a cup of sugar and a cup of the blueberries. I'm going to turn that on to low heat, and we're just going to stir it for about, probably about five minutes. I'm going to hope it's five minutes. And what's going to happen is the sugar is going to melt, and the blueberries are probably going to get really soft, and some of them might even pop, and make a kind of a thin blueberry, hmm, almost like a thin blueberry uh, simple syrup, kind of. And we don't have to stir this constantly, because it's going to take a minute to heat up. So while it's just starting to warm up, get a little bowl, just a little bowl, doesn't need to be very big, and into that bowl, we're going to put three tablespoons of cornstarch. This is what we're going to use to thicken things up. In other pies, I've used flour, but in this one, we're using cornstarch because it will sort of thicken the juice in the pan. Three tablespoons of the cornstarch into that little bowl, and then... It's really light and fluffy and goes everywhere. And then three tablespoons of cool water in with the cornstarch. And then you can just use your tablespoon to stir that together. And this makes sort of a, well, it's a thickener is what it is. It makes a liquid thickener. And it's going to sit here for a minute. And while it sits, after you get everything mixed up, the sticky solid stuff is going to go back down to the bottom. So keep your spoon nearby because you're going to need it again because we don't want to put lumps into the pie. Lumps of cornstarch would not be fun. We just wanted to thicken things up a bit. All right, now we'll go back and check this. Nothing's happening. <laughs> nothing's, nothing. Okay. Well, okay, the sugar looks a little damp, but I don't believe that's because it's melting. I believe that's because the blueberries are in there. I'm going to turn this up just a teeny bit. I had it at two... Now I'm turning it to four. If you're using a gas stove, I'm sure you're already melting, but I use an electric and that's because I like it. It's not some accident that I ended up with. I really do prefer a glass cooktop because I like the smooth surface because I don't know why. It's easier to clean, that's why. I can just wipe it off as opposed to having to pull those stupid little trays underneath element, you know, those. If you don't use an electric stove, you don't know what I mean, and you don't need to. Just know they're nasty. And if you do use an electric stove, you know exactly what I'm talking about, so I don't have to spend time elaborating. How are you doing? You heating up in here? No. No. Not. Well, all right. Maybe we can do something else. I know what I need to do. I need to reconstitute my lemon rind. Lemon peel. Minced lemon peel. Three parts water to one part peel. So what I need is a teaspoon of lemon rind. Get a little teeny little bowl, even smaller than for the cornstarch. 
put a teaspoon of this in there. Fresh is better. There's no denying that. Oh, this smells good, though. And then I need three teaspoons of cold water in there. And I'm just going to leave that to sit for 15 minutes, and then I should have lemon rind. Good to go. Now, back to the blueberries. Nada. I don't know. All right, I'm turning it to five. I can turn it down later. Turning it to five, as soon as it starts to melt a little bit, I'll turn it back down. I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna send you away to go get yours starting to melt. What we're aiming for is to just cook it until the mixture is really very liquid and the sugar's all melted. Okay? When you get to that point, be sure you come back to me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it finally starts to melt, it goes quick, doesn't it? I always find it mysterious that you can take something that I consider as a dry ingredient, something dry and fluffy, and put it in a pan and heat it up and it becomes liquid. And it's fun how it kind of it just gets a little stiff first, a little harder to stir than a completely dry ingredient. And then all of a sudden, really kind of all of a sudden, it all starts to melt. I'm actually coming back to you just a hair early because I have a pool here in my pan of melted sugar and blueberries, but I can still see little granules. And I think I want it all completely smooth. No more granules in there before we move to the next step. So at this point, we want to keep stirring this so that it doesn't burn. 
because as you probably already know, sugar burns. And unfortunately, if you're not using a nonstick pan or something, you really need to keep it moving because sugar, when it burns, is very, very hard to get off of the surface it burned onto. In fact, I have to be extra careful to keep it off my glass stove top because if I melt sugar, burn sugar onto there, it never comes off. It just becomes a black spot. And, of course, naturally, I have many black spots on my glass cooktop because all it takes is for something to boil over candy you're making or the pie filling or whatever to boil over. So hold your spoon up every once in a while and see if you can still see individual crystals. Yeah, few. Keep stirring it until those go away. And then have your cornstarch and water close by because we're going to use that next. As soon as the sugar is all melted in here, completely liquid. Oh, there. Yeah, I think there it goes. I never had any chemistry when I was in school. I think I might have liked it. I don't have a chemistry set. I don't remember ever doing anything with it. I did do experiments in the bathroom, you know, with whatever I found in the cabinet. Mostly my mother's shampoo or mouthwash or whatever, you know, combine it together because it might make something new and mysterious. I, <laughs> I did that a lot. Is that a normal thing? I think it is. I think kids do that. Just make some concoction and when their parents aren't looking of things that might go together. You know, I never thought of this before. Maybe that's why I end up liking cooking so much. All right. Anyway, this is ready to now do the next thing. So stir your uh, water and your cornstarch up to make sure there's no lumps in it. And dump it in to the pan with the blueberries. And this is going to thicken up. And in order to do that, we have to continue cooking it. And I'm just going to leave it on medium heat, not medium high, medium. I have it on five, which is where I ended up getting it to finally melt the sugar. What we want to do is stir it with that cornstarch in there until it comes to a boil. Not a simmer, but a full boil, which means big bubbles. A simmer is when it starts to tell you it's about to do something serious and you just see some little bubbles start. And it's okay to get excited at that point because it means you're almost done. But you're not done until you get a full rolling boil, which means big bubbles that come up from the bottom. And meanwhile, we need to keep stirring it. Isn't it weird that I had a chemistry set and I can't remember ever doing anything with it? I, I don't remember ever using it. I'm sure I had one. I have this vague feeling that maybe the problem was that it wanted to teach me things. I didn't really want chemistry to teach me things. I just wanted to invent something new without all the reasons why. I just wanted to put things together. I was never one that really wanted to necessarily make things explode. Although I kind of wish I'd made a one of my science experiments, the exploding volcano. That always seemed kind of cool to me. I've never actually seen one in person. But I heard about them and I've seen videos of them. That would have been fun. We're still stirring. Speaking of chemistry, this is where cool things happen. As it comes to a boil, it's also going to get really thick. The cornstarch color, which is kind of cloudy right now, that's going to clear up. That's going to turn completely clear. And it's going to, at the same time, make this a nice thick mixture. While this isn't boiling yet, you want to make sure you have a large bowl. Oh, there goes to simmer, just like that. Oh, that happened so fast. Now we have to keep stirring it. So I'll just finish telling you without leaving the stove here. You want to have your bowl at hand? You have that large one. I told you you needed a large bowl. 
we're going to need it to pour this into once it reaches the stage we want it at. And then we're going to have to let it cool. I'm using a metal bowl. It's probably not the smartest choice because it might take longer to cool. Because this stuff will heat the metal up and then the metal will keep the berries warm. It's what I got out and now I'm not going to leave this. So if you have a glass one, that might be better. It probably would conduct the coolness of the room temperature better and reflect less heat back into the berries. Live in line. I don't make this very often. Mostly. <laughs> not that I don't love this pie. I do. <laughs> I really do. It's just that I almost never think of it because whenever I think about making a fruit pie in the summer, all anybody wants, including me, is the strawberry rhubarb, except for the one person that I told you about who would rather eat blueberry. And that person is probably happier with fresh blueberries than with a blueberry pie anyway. So I don't make this very often, which is a shame, as you will soon find out when you taste how wonderful this is. It is starting to smell very blue. Mmm, nice. And the bubbles are sort of medium now for mine. I'll bet yours are about the same. If you're using a gas stove, like I said, you're probably way ahead of me. We want to get it to a full boil and watch for the liquid to clear up and thicken, which I think, again, will happen pretty quickly. Once it starts to turn, it will go. Keep it moving in there. This is so classic. I'm standing here stirring this, and I'm right in front of an oven. First, I should just tell you, it's summer, so in and of itself, this would be fine stirring this pot, but the oven in front is putting heat right out against me. It's hot because I've got the strawberry rhubarb pie I made earlier in there cooking, doing its thing, so this is a warm spot to stand. Come on, baby, do the thing here. Still medium bubbles. It wants to do more. I can see it does. It's feeling discouraged for some reason. Oh. There, maybe not. Okay, there are bigger bubbles. Or it's sort of medium big bubbles. Keeping it moving. I should have told you to use a nonstick pan. I apologize. I think it becomes less important to constantly keep it moving if it's a nonstick pan. Although, it will still burn. It just won't stick so much when it burns. So when you stir it, of course, the bubbles get smaller again. Now we're letting them just sit here for a second. This is almost a full boil, but it hasn't thickened yet. And it's not clear yet. Oh, it's starting it's starting to clear up. I can see that. You can tell when you pick it up on your spoon. It's a little hard to tell because the top bubbles make it hard to see into. So what I'm waiting for now isn't clarity as much as thickness. If you kind of have a sense of what a pie filling should be, you know, not too runny, not too stiff, it's kind of what we're aiming to get to here. Clear and thick. Like I said, I think I've gotten to clear. We're not at thick yet. What we're doing, of course, is letting some of that moisture escape. Boiling it, some of that moisture is going away. And that's why it gets thicker. That, plus the fact that the cornstarch is in there and the sugar, both are going to thicken the more you cook them. But the bottom line really is that it's letting out the water because we put a little water in there and then there's the moisture, the liquid, the, well, the water in the blueberries, right? Okay, think I'm getting really close. Still a little runnier than I want it. Trying to come up with a good description for you of how thick this ought to be. But I don't I don't know that I can. You'll know when it's not runny anymore, right? You'll know when it suddenly seems thicker and gooier, heading toward more jelly-like, but not that far. 
And when it finally starts to go, it does happen pretty quickly. And all I can tell you that I can think of is to just get it to where you wish your blueberry pie filling would end up. It won't be that because we are going to add a bunch of stuff to it. But that's your best way of estimating. It isn't about how it drips off the spoon. It isn't about how it looks in the pan. It's really about getting it to thicken up to the point where you think, yeah, that would be really nice oozing out of a piece of blueberry pie. Oh, it smells so nice. It is really, really hot. The blueberries are starting to disintegrate a bit. This is a good thing. And it's also why we didn't use all the blueberries in this process. We only used a third of them because we want the rest whole instead of disintegrated. That's what makes it a pie. You'll notice that the bubbles are a lot different now. They're not big popping bubbles. They are little blurbs bubbles. Like when you watch a video of Yellowstone Park hot pot, mud pot, mud pot. That's it. It's sort of, they look more like that now. It's very close. It's to the point now where it leaves a trail when I move a spoon through it. I'm going to give it just another few seconds here. In fact, I'm going to turn off the heat. This is one of the things I like about electric heat is I'm now cooking without the stove on because I'm just using the heat that's already residual there in the glass. Yeah, this is looking pretty good to me. It looks like if it were cool, would want to eat it. Take over vanilla ice cream. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? All right, I'm going to take this off. I'm going to take this off, and what we're going to do is pour it into a large bowl, and we're just going to let it cool. We want it warm, not hot. So scoop it out, and then go away and do something else. Brush your teeth, or clean your living room, or wash your dishes. There you go. We've made some dishes to wash. And come back to me when this has cooled to just sort of warm, which you should be able to tell by putting your hand on the outside of the bowl. All right, see you soon. All right, we're back. Now you will have noticed, well, first of all, mine isn't as cool as it might be. It's still pretty warm, but I also don't want it to turn solid. If you go back and check your saucepan where you cook this, you'll see that it can do that, right? It's really crusted on there, isn't it? So I'm going to go ahead. Oh, it smells, it just smells heavenly. It really does. You'll notice that it's continued to thicken. That's what it started to say. It's continued to thicken. No, 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 no. As it sits, it's continued to thicken. And now what we're going to do is put in the rest of the ingredients. So dump your remaining blueberries into that warm stuff. And add to that the lemon rind, which, by the way, I totally wasn't thinking straight. I now have, I think, three or four teaspoons here, and I only needed one. So what I needed to do was put in a quarter teaspoon and then three parts water, and then I would have ended up with a teaspoon. And instead, I put in a teaspoon and then added three parts water. Oh, well. If you're using fresh lemon rind, none of that's important to you. And that is, it may be easier than this, but I just didn't have one. Okay. Lemon rind goes in with the blueberries, the cinnamon, that half teaspoon of cinnamon, half teaspoon. So in making my two pies today, I've used up two whole sets of teaspoons. I had to pull out my backup set. Quarter of a teaspoon of nutmeg also goes in. And your two tablespoons of butter. And mine's in a, in a chunk. And I think I'm going to cut it up. And I'm using the unsalted. I hope I don't regret that later because you do want a little salt in your sweet things. I'm cutting this up into little bits, little pieces about the size around of a dime and the thickness of a couple of nickels stuck together. Did we put any salt in here at all? We didn't. 
I kind of wish I used salted butter. I think you might want to consider using salted butter. Since I did not, even though the recipe doesn't say anything about adding salt, I'm going to just put in a pinch. Because salt tends to brighten up sweet things. So I'm just going to put a tiny pinch, which means just pick up some between your forefinger and your thumb. And then we're going to fold this all together, which means just gently stirring it. And there hopefully is enough heat left in here to kind of soften this butter a bit. We're going to mix it until it's all one mix, except for the butter, which probably won't melt in yet. But you want to get that cinnamon stirred in because you want it equally distributed so that it gets to every bite. Same with the nutmeg. And once you have done that, no, we're not putting it in the pie. We're going to leave it to sit again until it's cooled. If you used frozen blueberries, chances are good it's already cooled and we can go ahead. If you didn't, you used fresh blueberries, you want to wait until this has cooled. All right? So you can go away and come back later. The rest of us are going to proceed with putting this into the pie crust. Just scoop it all into that pie crust and then sort of spread it around. This makes a lot thinner pie. Turns out we didn't really need a deep dish pie crust for this. A regular pie crust would have worked just fine. That's okay. Better to be safe than have leftover filling. Now you want to get everything out of here because this is the good stuff. Don't leave it behind. Get yourself a rubber spatula or a silicone spoon or whatever you got in the house to be sure you get all the filling out of the bowl and into the pie and then spread it until it's even. Now on other pies, we would have added the dry stuff to the fruit and then dotted the top, put butter on the top. Because butter is stirred in here, we don't have to do that, but you do want to kind of make sure that they're not all clumped together in the same part of the pie. All those little bits of butter, I mean. You want to be sure that you have some in various parts of the pie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's pretty blue. Too sweet right now. Yes, it will be better once it's been cooked. Right now your uh, top pie crust goes on the top. So just gently lay that over the top of your pie and center it and then pull your parchment paper or wax paper or plastic or whatever you're using away. And then seal up the edges really well because we don't want the blueberries boiling through if we can help it. If you used a deep dish pie pan like I did, you should have plenty of room to really seal it because the blueberries are like halfway down in here. You want it as tight as you can get it so the juice doesn't leak out. We want it in the pie. Go all the way around, pinching them together, squishing them back against the pie pan. It's not going to be pretty unless you want it to be pretty. You can do whatever you like with your fingers to make it pretty. You can crimp it. You can use a fork. Fork tines go around the outside and press them against the edge all the way around to get a pretty little edge. You can use a spoon, just the tip of a spoon, press it in. That makes a little curve. And then you can either just put those next to each other all the way around, pressed in, or overlap them so you get a sort of scallopy thing that way. I'm not here for the looks. I'm all about what's inside. All right, all crimped. All crimped, hopefully no leaks. Now, you want a knife with a sharp point. And you're going to create some vents so that when this starts to steam and boil inside there, it comes out the vents and it doesn't build up and make the pie crust explode. And because I'm serving two pies tomorrow, I'm going to put a B on the front of this one so that everybody knows this is not the strawberry rhubarb. That's a lousy B. Wow, I've got a B with sharp points. It could be a picture of a 1950s torpedo bra. 
That's what it looks like. <laughs> All right. Now wet your hand a little bit. Okay. First, let me tell you at this point, if you wanted to put an egg wash on the top, this is when you do it. And you just beat a single egg, beat it with a fork, throw in a pinch of salt, and then brush it on top of the pie all over. And then you would sprinkle that with sugar. I don't want to go that far. It's too much work. So I'm going to just get my hand wet with a little water from my tap and then pat the top of the pie. All this is doing is creating a sort of a wet surface for the sugar to stick to. And then I'm going to use my sparkle sugar for the top of the pie to make it pretty and sweet and crunchy. You can use regular sugar as well. It's nice to have a little crunch to the top of the pie. And so I'm just sprinkling until it looks pretty and then I'm stopping. This is going in to the 400 degree oven. And remember, when we put it in, we're going to turn the heat down right away. If you are worried about this pie overflowing, which pies often do, put the pie on a middle rack in your oven and on the bottom rack, throw a large cookie sheet so that if it does decide to boil over and drip out, it drips onto the cookie sheet and not onto the oven. So you don't have that nasty burn thing you have to deal with before you can use your oven again. It's a lot easier to get off the cookie sheet. And in it goes. Now turn down the heat. It's 375. And set your timer for about 40 minutes. You want to check it, actually, at about 20 minutes. You might just want to be sure that the edges of the crust aren't getting too brown or burning. If that happens, if you feel as though you're worried that it's going to burn, get some thin strips of foil ready. And then pull your pie out and really just carefully, because the pan is really hot, obviously, sort of rest the foil in strips across and around the edges of the pie. Not the top, just the very edges where you don't want it to get any browner. That'll keep it from browning too much further, but let the center of the pie still continue to brown. In about 20 minutes, you might want to check it for that. Otherwise, you're going to cook it about 40 minutes. You'll know when it's done because the filling will start to bubble up through the slits or around the edges or somewhere. You'll be able to tell because it's leaked out a little bit. That's the sign you're looking for. And at that point, pull it out and leave it to cool. You don't want to eat it too hot. It's no fun to burn your tongue on the pie and not be able to taste the rest. Plus, it doesn't taste as good as when it's cooled down. This is one that doesn't really need vanilla ice cream with it, but vanilla ice cream with pie never hurt. So if you wanted to be sure you have some of that on hand, get some nice, good quality vanilla and have it ready to go. Visit my website to look for the strawberry rhubarb pie if you like pies, or I have a fabulous apple pie as well that you have to plan a whole day ahead because it just has to do some things overnight. Well worth the extra time. Or if you were looking for a main dish to have before you have this pie, you can also find that on the cookalongpodcast.com. You can leave me messages, ask me questions, leave me comments on the Facebook page at facebook.com and then just type in the Cook Along Podcast and you'll find me. If you want to help contribute to the, the remodeling of the kitchen for purposes of making this podcast even better, certainly the photos better, please, 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 please consider going to my Patreon page, patreon.com and type in the Cook Along Podcast, and you will find me there where I will take contributions. And if you sign up for a monthly contribution of $10, you will get printable versions of the recipes the minute I post them online so that you don't have to listen to the podcast the second time you want to make the recipes. 
There are a bunch of them already up there that you would have access to as well. In the meantime, enjoy this pie. It is certainly a thing of joy. And until next time, happy cooking! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.